This is Ticker Symbol U, a podcast focused on highlighting advanced technologies that are transforming our lives and disrupting their competitors in the process. My name is Alex, and I'm definitely not a financial advisor. I'm just a nerd that loves sharing my personal vision of the future and putting my money where my mouth is. To learn more, find me at tickersymbolu.com or youtube.com slash tickersymboluyou. Let's start with this. The start of this quarter has been unbelievably good for Palantir, and I'm really surprised that almost none of this news seems to have been priced into the stock. Yet. Each quarter, more and more institutions are holding more and more Palantir stock. This past quarter, 9 out of 10 of the largest institutional transactions around Palantir were buys. Likewise, most of the top 10 institutional holders increased their position size in Palantir by triple-digit percentage points. Palantir has quickly become one of ARK Invest's biggest overall holdings, weighing in at over well over $700 million across all of their actively managed funds combined, even though all six of those funds shrank by huge amounts over the last quarter. Actually, ARK Invest only has the third largest institutional position in Palantir stock, and most of the other top 10 institutional holders bought even more of it this past quarter than Kathy Wood did, at least percentage-wise. The reason I'm pointing all of this out is that as more and more institutions hold Palantir stock, more analysts will continue to cover it, and information will get priced into the stock faster and faster. So, I want to go over a couple of these news items, which cover their continued expansion into the commercial market via their Foundry for Builders program, as well as a major government contract which they recently won with their Gotham platform, before this information gets priced into the stock. Let's get right into it, starting with their expansion into commercial businesses. Back in July, Palantir launched a program called Foundry for Builders, an initiative dedicated to supporting early-stage companies by providing them with the Foundry platform. For Palantir, Foundry for Builders marks their continued expansion of its business beyond large organizations with complex data environments to younger companies. Under Foundry for Builders, Palantir will sell Foundry to startups under a subscription model, first to companies connected to Palantir's alumni, before expanding the initiative to other early-stage companies. Right away, let me point out two important details here. First, Foundry for Builders is a program that helps Palantir directly by giving them early access to new use cases that they can only get by bringing new early-stage companies onto the Foundry platform. Think about how much later Palantir's competitors are getting into some of these young companies, simply because of budget reasons. I also think that a lot of investors don't realize that Palantir's strong relationships with the U.S. government don't stop it from getting business all over the world. The first cohort of companies in the Foundry for Builders program includes many companies outside the U.S., a London-based company that uses AI to help companies make legal and consulting decisions, a Norway-based fintech company focused on business-to-business buy-now-pay-later solutions, and a company that makes robots for industrial inspections, all on the same Foundry platform. Talk about flexibility. This second thing is just my opinion, but hear me out. When I first got into college, you could only get Facebook if you had an email that ended in .edu and you belonged to a certain group of schools. Facebook generated a lot of buzz by being so exclusive, and at the time, everyone wanted to be on it. This wasn't your grandma's Facebook yet. Facebook being so exclusive in the beginning and allowing all that demand to build up is one of the foundational reasons I think it got so big. I'm not saying that Palantir's Foundry for Builders program is going to do the exact same thing at the exact same scale, but I do think that restricting the program to Palantir alumni only is going to keep generating a lot of buzz and demand with companies who want in but can't get it, for now. 
by the time they build up their roster of companies, testimonials, and supported use cases to the point where they're ready to allow anyone onto Foundry, the line of companies who want access to it could be very big. Well, guess what? Just over a week ago, Palantir added seven new companies to the Foundry for Builders program, so let's take a quick look at this second cohort. Elementus is a New York-based blockchain analytics platform. Elementus is creating a universal blockchain query engine to help financial institutions maintain compliance and security, make informed investment decisions, and analyze on-chain data. So they're using Palantir's Foundry platform to build a collaborative blockchain ecosystem for everyone from financial institutions to regulators, exchanges, and even funds. Next, we have Emiria a drug development and clinical care company focused on developing technology-powered health services that elevate clinical care and deliver deep clinical insights. They collect and systemize real-time dynamic patient data and clinical evidence across the entire healthcare journey. They're a healthcare data analytics company that helps patients and clinicians find new treatment plans, and they also help drug development companies collect and analyze clinical evidence to validate new treatments and therapies. Amiria is an Australian company that's publicly traded on the ASX under the ticker symbol EMD. Here's one more for you. MePrism is a Los Angeles-based startup focused on enabling customers to take control of their data and how it's transacted on the digital marketplace. I think this company is a no-brainer for Palantir because its core company values include data protection, privacy, and security. MePrism is a service where you connect all of your accounts to their platform and receive a data score kind of like how you have a credit score. When your data score is high enough, which I assume means you have enough data to be valuable to different companies, you can use MePrism to start selling your data directly to those companies who bid on it and you get paid instantly. MePrism also shows users their online personality breakdown, which companies bought their data without consent, and why they're being targeted with certain kinds of advertisements. Think of all the different data types, structures, and sources that go into building this kind of business. I honestly can't think of a better platform to build that business than on Palantir's Foundry. This emphasis on data security isn't just some quirk in Palantir's corporate culture. It's the reason that they can work with large government institutions on classified programs, as well as large commercial institutions with secret projects and secure networks. Each company on this list is incredibly different from the next. Streaming and collecting sports data for European cricket, digital nutrition and food planning, supply chain automation, wind farm optimization, all using the same Foundry platform to do the same thing in very different ways, get all their data together and analyze it to automatically make meaningful decisions at every step of their value chain. Now think about it from Palantir's point of view. After generating as many use cases as they can from these businesses, how much easier will it be for Palantir to win the business from the next blockchain analytics company, the next clinical care company, or the next personal data privacy company? What about when a state or federal government agency wants to start a program focused on the blockchain or on regulating consumer data privacy? Even though Palantir doesn't share data across clients, nothing stops them from porting these high-level models and tools back to their other platforms. That's the virtuous cycle that I think Palantir is really getting itself into by investing in early-stage companies on the commercial side and having them build on the Foundry platform. If you're interested in learning more about Palantir's investments and business on the commercial side, I'm organizing and putting out a lot more written content on it. Great, let's switch from Palantir's commercial side over to their government side. A little over a week ago, Palantir announced that it has been selected by the U.S. Army's Program Manager for Intelligence Systems and Analytics to deliver the Army's Intelligence Data Fabric and Analytics Foundation for the CD2 program. 
Palantir was selected to progress to the next phase of the Army's competitive $823 million IDIQ contract. IDIQ stands for Indefinite Delivery, Indefinite Quantity. Palantir will deploy Gotham to support Army intelligence users worldwide with a globally federated intelligence data fabric and analytics platform that spans multiple security classifications. So let me point out two things here as well. First, Having one platform that supports a worldwide list of Army users that spans multiple classifications is a very, very difficult challenge, because different areas of the Army have different ways of handling their access lists and their networks, not to mention the actual data and analytics capabilities. You'd think everything for the Army would be standardized everywhere and work the same way, and that's probably true on paper, but it never works that way in practice. Plugging the U.S. Army's intelligence systems and analytics into Palantir's Gotham platform will bring this part of the Army a lot closer to having that unified, consistent view of all of their data, which is obviously super important when you're talking about multiple teams stationed all around the world. Second, although it isn't explicitly mentioned in the article, I'm willing to bet that Palantir was selected at least in part because of their Apollo platform, which is the platform that powers their other platforms. Apollo sits between Palantir's other applications and the underlying infrastructure that they run on in order to orchestrate, automate, and asynchronously deliver updates to their installations of Gotham and Foundry. If that just sounded like a bunch of buzzwords and mumbo-jumbo to you, let me say it a different way. Apollo lets Palantir push the right updates to the right clients and the right machines at the right times, even if those machines are sitting on classified networks or networks that don't touch the internet. I cannot emphasize enough how big of a market Apollo unlocks for Palantir that other software-as-a-service companies simply cannot touch. Apollo is what allows Palantir to be one of just five companies authorized for mission-critical national security systems by the U.S. Department of Defense. The other four companies are Oracle, Microsoft, Project Hosts, and DISA, which is the Defense Information Systems Agency. This is a tiny list. Think about how sticky that makes Palantir. If this part of the U.S. Army decides they want to try a new platform, imagine the amount of infrastructure and software they'll have to change to do it. I'm excited to track the progress of the IDIQ program and this CD2 program over time because new news on these programs could highlight more and more differentiators that allow Palantir to get in with other big companies and other big programs for those companies over time. Everything I've just talked about so far is literally just two days worth of news from Palantir. At the time of this recording, Palantir stock is down 7% over the last month and is still trading sideways since the start of the quarter, so I'm pretty sure that this news isn't getting priced in yet. I think investors and analysts aren't really seeing the forest for the trees with these news items. Palantir is adding blockchain-focused use cases to their Foundry platform thanks to Elementus. If they can handle that, I'm hard-pressed to think of a use case that they can't handle. I also think that they're going to keep proving that Gotham and Apollo can help modernize the data layer for a lot of the defense industry and support real-time decision-making for a wide variety of defense applications across a lot of separate systems at a lot of different classification levels. And of course, all of these things will continue to feed back into each other as Palantir stands up more out-of-the-box functionality on every platform as it keeps adding new clients and contracts to any one of them. Until next time, this is ticker symbol U. My name is Alex, reminding you that the best investment you can make is in you.